0: I realize the irony of what I'm about to say, which is that, holy shit, is anyone else just so tired of hearing the name Joe Rogan? (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, where did this guy, where did he come from? In the sense that, yes, I know he was, I know where he came from. Listen. I watched the shit out of news radio back in the 90s. What a fucking great show that is. You ever watch news radio? Great. You know, everybody was getting, um, you know, Seinfeld and Friends and all those, uh, and Frasier, and rightfully so, because those are hugely popular shows. Okay, why? This fucking, this fucking thing. Sorry, I'm doing, I'm trying to multitask, and naturally, when I type in a channel on the Xfinity app, it says, I don't know what you're talking about, what? All right, so let me scroll to it, which I don't mind scrolling, except this app freezes up on this TV, and it usually freezes up right when I'm like one channel away. Oh, I got it. Okay. Uh, It's lunchtime, and I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done on a Monday. I, I'm just done forever. I think I, I think I'm just gonna call them up and be like, you know what, I'm retired. I don't have any money. Um, I don't have. Uh, I'm not old enough to get Social Security. Uh, <laughs> but I, but I don't care. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Uh, because I'm. Uh, I've been in both I've been where like I have the good paycheck coming in and the job that's really stressful and then I've been where I have no paycheck coming in and no job but I'm just like yeah this is pretty good this is okay <laughs> You realize you realize how much money you actually don't need it's just nice to have and then you're like oh okay I guess I just need some money for some food and stuff and like uh i don't know the electricity i guess is okay and then like not not much else not not a heck of a lot else you really don't need that much but also you do because everything's so fucking expensive anyway uh what does that have to do with the price of beans oh yeah i'm just i'm done on a monday but i i it's like and i know i know the algorithms are here we go. This iPhone thirteen, I'm telling you, I love it, and I can't. I'll never go back to the eleven because it the the thirteen has such a great camera, and the obviously the cameras are only going to get better, 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 better. Um, but the thirteen Pro Max has such a good camera, and being able to use the voice recording, the voice memo thing that I use, that's the reason. That's the only reason that I'm able to do a podcast. If I had to sit down at the computer and get my headphones set up and get the microphone set up and get the things all set up, there would be there there probably would have been like three podcasts in the last whatever, how many months, six months, five months since since this phone came out. Was it the 29th? I want to say the 29th was when I got this phone. Something like that. So that's it's four months going on five months. And I I never go back because, uh, yeah, I love the audio recording. Sorry. Uh, But I also hate, I hate the size of this phone. I just, I love the size of the phone. I don't love the thickness of the phone. I don't like that. Uh, And I know it holds more. You can have a better camera that way and you can have more battery stuffed in there. And they're not, they're not going back. Although I wouldn't be surprised to see if they did come out with, like, an iPhone 14 that's, like, the skinny kind of thing. Like, But but also, that seems like that would just be a waste of money on their part, too. Anyway, but I hate. And then when you put it in a case and it's already, like, thick enough, I'm telling you that any of these arthritic feeling problems that I have in my arm my hands is from having to hold this giant phone. And I love giant phones, but I like when they're thin because then I don't have to wrap as much of my my meat hooks around it (laughs) um anyway Jesus Christ so back to the Joe Rogan thing uh so I had to just I have to every time I start doing a podcast I have to take my cover my case off of it so I can just hold the phone naked which I which I love to do because I love the design of this phone the smooth I mean it's a great uh, these things are works of art all these new phones and stuff. I just think they're I love to look at them. I'd rather I'd rather go to Best Buy and just stare at phones and tablets. <laughs> than go to a museum. No, that's not. That's it's I don't know. There's a lot of truth to that actually. Uh but the museum's great too. Anyway, uh does Joe Rogan uh, you know, he used to be on news radio. That's what I knew him from. And he was just kind of like the he was basically the least funny character on the screen. Like he was, he was he was the maintenance man on the on the show on the news radio. Like Dave Foley played Dave, who was the news director, and then Moira Tierney was his ex-wife or something. I don't know, or his wife or his girlfriend or something. I mean, it was a girlfriend. I don't even his love interest or not love interest. Or, and then and then the great Stephen Root was was Jimmy James. Who owned the station and just, you know, is a billionaire and would just sort of come and hang out. And Phil, Phil Hartman was, of course, the, the voice of the, you know, and he did, did the great, just, he, Phil is fucking Phil Hartman. And that, that's, you know, you talk about is life fair? Is there a God? I mean, because Phil Hartman has been dead for 23 years, for almost 24 years he's been dead. 24 fucking years that we haven't had the insane talents of phil hartman one of the most talented like an insane amount of talent when you look at this guy and you look at what he could on saturday night live not just the voices and stuff but just such a smart just an incredibly talented guy and then you look at like oh he was an artist on top of that and he was just one of those like annoyingly talented guys and it's like fuck these keys gone and this isn't before i go any further this isn't one of those oh i wish it had been joe rogan and no no sometimes people do that and it's really it's really horrible (laughs) like (laughs) you know when that one guy uh i can't even remember his name now the guy from jackass who died in the car accident can't even think of his name ironically he seemed to be like the most one of the more level-headed members of the group and uh died in a horrific car accident and there were a lot of people like oh man why wasn't it bam margera (laughs) that's look i fucking hate bam margera i hate that guy i despise him it looks like he's nowhere near the new jackass movie which is great because i don't want him near it um like i truly like cannot stand that dude but man oh man like i wouldn't want him to die in a horrible car wreck Instead of the other, it's like, so anyway, so I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, boy, life sure is unfair because Phil Hartman was taken from us with an insane amount left to give. You know, just so much, so much. I can't even, can you imagine what we'd still be seeing from this guy if he was, I mean, Jesus Christ, what a talent. Uh, You know, you can look at. Like, yeah, John Candy was gone too soon. Chris Farley was gone too soon. And a lot of these people, you know, Belushi, but like that was that was their own doing in a lot of ways, right? The pressure and the drugs and the food and booze and everything else, and just like they just it was too much. And they, you know, with John Candy, yeah, I mean, the guy was humongous for a long time. And you would look at him and say, Oh man, how much longer are we gonna have John Candy? And then he died. In 1994, which is crazy. I was 13 years old when that dude died. He was like, you know, it's just, it's unbelievable. Still to watch his movies, it's like, God, it doesn't, he's so good that it almost doesn't feel like he's gone because his, he is such a presence on screen that it's, it really doesn't, I, I could almost be tricked into thinking that he's still alive because he's just that good. Um, But those guys, you know, John Candy was overweight, Phil, uh, uh, Chris Farley, was overweight and he had all kinds of substance abuse problems all kinds of things he was just you know too much too much too much belushi same thing too much too much um (laughs) you know phil hartman was fucking murdered by his wife and it's like how come phil hartman was taken from us and again this is not saying why didn't you take joe rogan instead this is just saying what why is Joe... Ro- if you had asked me in 1995, 1996, 97 when news radio was, uh, you know, in it's prime and just, I mean, so, such a good show. And if you said, hey, <laughs> see all these great cast members you have here? Uh, yeah, in 2021, 2022, uh, one of these guys is going to be paid $100 million <laughs> for his own radio. One of these characters on news radio is going to have... One of the most successful rate, we don't call it a radio show though. it's a little it'll be a little bit different in the future with the internet. It's called a podcast, which even in 2022 is a dated term because nobody's using an iPod. That's what it came from was iPod. It's a podcast. Nobody's it's you know, call it a phone, call it a podcast, I guess, if if nothing else, or a phonecast. Anyway, one of these guys on news radio is going to – he's going to be the most talked about person of everyone on this show in 2022 is going to be the most talked about, the most polarizing, and arguably the most successful. And I don't know everybody's salaries and all these things. I know Steven Root is in a ton of stuff. He's doing all right. Phil Hartman. If Phil Hartman was still alive, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, uh you know of all these people there's going to be a guy here one of the characters one of the cast members going to go and make he's going to make hundreds of millions of dollars talking about nonsense and every and he, people are either going to love him in a in a he's going to have a cult like fo- not cult like it's a cult following like that's just like any of this stuff you got these dude bros talking about Whatever the fuck they want. And the other dude bros and neck beards and all that stuff, they listen to and they're like, yeah, that's my dude. That's my bro. Um, If you told me, pick one of the cast members. Who do you think is going to be that guy who's making hundreds of millions of dollars with a successful radio show?
1: <laughs> I would have gone down the list of everybody. I would have said, oh, probably Phil Hartman. He's the biggest star on the show.
0: Nope. Nope, not going to be him. I have... Oh, so Phil Hartman doesn't have a radio show in 2022, mm. to say the least. Yeah, it gets it's worse than that. But uh, let's move on. Oh, okay, maybe Dave Foley. You know, he's kids in the hall. He does a lot of you know sketch comedy. Maybe he'll have a popular. No, 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 no. Okay, uh, Moira Tierney. No. Okay. Well, Andy Dick. Andy Dick has kind of a night in the 90s. Like Andy Dick in the mid 90s has kind of a weird, almost a cult like following of his own. You know, he's kind of he's an he's an odd duck, but he's uh, you know he seems to be pretty popular, and uh, yeah, he seems like somebody who could who could amass like a pretty big following of of odd ducks. Nope, not gonna be Andy Dick. There is not gonna be really much going on with Andy Dick in two thousand twenty two. Uh, nope, not him. Okay, uh, well, I mean Lovitz. I mean, I guess technically he's a cast member. Nope, nope. Lovitz is uh, gonna be on cameo for like a hundred bucks. Oh, okay right well he's he's very talented, that's kind of okay, all right uh yeah, I don't know Moira Tierney um and the other t- and I don't know their names the one of the other two women no they'll they'll be okay they'll be in shows and they'll be in t v and they'll do stuff they'll all everybody's got something going on in in twenty twenty one who are you know still among the living uh and then I'd be like, oh, well, I mean that just leaves like that pretty much just leaves Joe, the, the maintenance guy, who's kind of, you know, he's kind of deadpan, he's kind of dry, but he's not, like, a funny guy. He doesn't have much of a personality. He's just kind of, he's kind of there. He's kind of the straight guy that the others sort of work off of. Occasionally he has, like, a, some physical comedy that he does. But Yep, nope, ding, 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 that's the guy. But before he gets there, he's going to host a very successful game show uh, where people come on and they eat uh you know, genitals of from animals covered in like maggots and slime. That's gonna be a show in a few years. He's gonna host that. It's called Fear Factor. Oh, okay. That sounds weird, but okay. Uh and then he's gonna like really get into you know like now the UFC things, uh it's the mid 90s. UFC is starting to really gain popularity. The big the ultimate fighting thing. Yeah he's gonna be really really big into that the MMA stuff and he's gonna be one of their one of the broadcasters. Okay, uh, and then he's going to ha- start what's called a podcast, and it's going to be very sexist and very racist and very transphobic. And in 1995, you're going to be like, what's transphobic? In 1995, you're going to be like, oh, that's all the stuff that everybody makes fun of today. It's like, yeah, well, you're going to – some of you are going to learn and grow as the years and decades move on, and some of the words – uh, that you use today that you're already starting to realize are bad and you shouldn't use, um, particularly the the homophobic slurs that are pretty common,
1: not just with, like, people, but in, like, movies and stuff, they just say it
0: uh, just very casually, you know, they just, you know, casually, words like fag that they just say in in movies and things. Uh, that's, you know, that's going to be, really, you're not going to hear that anymore. If you hear, in 2022, the good news is if you hear somebody using that word, um it's either because it's like a really shitty character on a TV show who's supposed to be an asshole like Logan Roy. Uh or it's because it's somebody who's just hasn't caught up and their brain is just not quite there yet. Um and there's a, there's gonna be a lot of that, but but really the, the, the terminology is just pretty much gone. Oh well, that's good. Uh but yeah, but Joe Rogan's gonna be pretty pretty homophobic and pretty sexist on his show. He's gonna have he's gonna sit there and laugh about guys uh you know, joking about female comics uh, having a having to suck dick to get stage time, and they're all gonna have a good laugh about it. <laughs> and he's gonna he's gonna have so called experts on to talk about, uh, you know, genetics as it pertains to different races and and different or genders and orientations, and how there's an inferiority uh, versus just like a straight white guy. Is uh, you know, there's gonna be a lot of very Hitler esque type things. And he's going to, but it's going to be under the guise of like, hey, we're just having a conversation, man. We're just, we're just exploring different ideas, not taking a stance, just exploring different ideas. And uh, we're just taking a stance. Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't, that sounds terrible. I mean, he was like the least interesting character on news radio and he's going to be the one that ever. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how like the 2020s are going to go and in the few years leading up to it is like people are really going to gravitate towards uh particularly dudes who aren't particularly talented or entertaining or not that this matters but even attractive um they're going to really gravitate cuz they're going to see a lot of themselves in these guys just kind of these do nothing kind of guys who found themselves very very successful uh you know whether it through uh Manhattan real estate and other game shows, uh, yeah, basically, you know either either real estate or comedy or game shows. and that's people are really gonna have you know sink their hitch their wagons and sink their hooks into these uh, so-called game show hosts and masters of of business and entertainment and all that stuff, even though there's like a million other way, way, way better choices. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that sounds that sounds fun. Uh, <laughs> but at least we'll have great comedians like Phil Hartman and, <laughs> and Chris Farley are going to be there, right? Uh, yeah, but we'll have great musicians to get us through, right? David Bowie, Prince, they'll be around, won't they? <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, but, you know, this uh, Saturday Night Live's got this great guy doing the news, Norm McDonald. I mean, that guy's got, like, a lifetime of comedy ahead of him. Well, yes, it's true. He does. He does have a good two decades left of of great comedy. Uh, but, you know, he's he's dead, too. Oh. Well, geez. I mean, what what's next? You're going to tell, tell me Danny Tanner's not around in
1: 2022? Eh.
0: Anyway. Uh... But it's like, and I just, because I'm stupid, I just was curious because I'm like, I, I really don't know much about Joe Rogan. I know that he wasn't funny on news radio. I know that he, I mean, the one time there was this guy named Mencia, Carlos Mencia, who I guess was just stealing jokes. And this Mencia wasn't very funny. He had a show on Comedy Central called Mind of Mencia. And I, uh, even the commercials was like that looks really dumb, and he would do this weird sort of gimmick where he would get like, he'd be talking and then he'd get upset and he'd have almost like a, like a Tourette's kind of thing in his face. He'd convulse and be like, what? I'm, like, I'm watching it like I doesn't doesn't Lewis Black already sort of do this thing? I feel like this is. Not new, but okay. Joe Rogan once hopped up on stage in the middle of this guy's set and just called him out and said, Hey, man, you're a fucking fraud. You're, like he ended. It's so funny because there's this whole thing called cancel culture that a certain group of people seems to think is running rampant. And then meanwhile, they're talking about cancel culture on their stand up specials that they're getting paid millions. To do, or on their podcasts that they're getting paid hundreds of millions to do. That they're 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 going on these platforms that somebody is paying them hundreds of millions of dollars, and they're going on there to talk about how they got canceled, clearly not knowing what like canceled means. Like you're done. You can't like you're never like Al Franken. (laughs) Al Franken got I mean he canceled himself. There was a picture, an unfortunate picture of him uh, pretending to like grab the booby of of some uh, a female on a was it like an aircraft going over to, to like entertain the troops overseas or something like that and they were obviously like chums and he had a picture where he was like pretending to grab her boob he resigned as a senator over that picture of him not actually because it wasn't a, it wasn't a pro it was a childish like dopey thing to do but he fucking he said you know what I should be above this. This is, this is childish and uh you deserve somebody better. So I'm going to resign. And then he resigned. And then meanwhile, people are like, Hey, Joe Rogan, you probably shouldn't say the N word so much on your podcast. And uh maybe you should stop spreading lies about COVID. And uh maybe you should just not be such a transphobe and a racist and a sexist and joke about like forcing women to suck dick or have people on who joke about forcing women to suck dick to get stage time as a co- maybe you should just be a better person ah oh, the woke mob is trying to cancel me as he he says into his microphone that goes out to hundreds of millions i don't even know how many millions and millions of listeners he has and then you can go on his social media and read the comments and he's got an apology cuz he's apologizing you know, because he he's an anti-vaxxer. Whatever he's telling you now is bullshit. He's been, the last two years, he's been like, you know, go take the hydroxychloroquine, go take the horse tranquilizer dewormer, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, but the, va- you know, there's audio clips. He's saying if you're a healthy guy, if you're a kid in your 20s and you're healthy and you work out and you don't have any medical problems, you don't need the vaccine. And then there's these healthy 20-year-old kids who have died of COVID because they didn't get the vaccine. <laughs> and so now Neil Young and Jody Mitchell and India R. E. and a number of others are have removed or are in the process of removing their content from Spotify. Because Joe Rogan is exclusive to I think he's exclusive to Spotify. That's I mean they paid him a hundred million dollars to bring his stupid idiot podcast over to Spotify. Um and uh which I still even before anything was known, it's just like, why? why would people want to hear what Joe Rogan has to say? It's like the same, in the same sentence, it's like, why would anybody care what I have to say? Why does anybody care what anybody has to say? Like, I'm at a point in my life where I've listened to so much talk radio, I can't, I'm just kind of done with it. I have this backlog of Howard Stern episodes and I'm just like, I don't,
1: what do I care?
0: Tony Kornheiser used to be, I couldn't miss an episode. I listened to one and I'm just like, psh- I don't know, man. it's the same stuff as always. I just I don't have time I just want to listen to music, frankly. I've gotten to a point where it's like, what else can I hit what How many more opinions can I take and i yes, again, I realize the irony I'm saying this as I'm giving my opinions to like twelve people. <laughs> I get it, I get it, but that's that's like why is why are people so interested in Joe Rowe? He's one of the least interesting celebrities that has ever come our way. He truly is. Like there is just so much nothing going on there. But they love but that's but that's what these guys, they probably see a lot of themselves in it. He's just some he's just sitting there in a hoodie, just talking with his buds, right? Having so-called experts in to talk about like how black people have a have a biological proclivity to violence. And presenting it as though, like, this is actually... Uh, it's crazy. Crazy amounts of racism. The whole montage of him saying the N-word. And by the way, people are like, well, the, you don't know the context. He, was, he wasn't saying, he was saying, wasn't calling, he was just repeating what others... It's like, yeah, but you don't say the word. You literally say N-word if you have to say it. Just like I'm saying. You don't say that word, you fucking idiot. For any... In any context... That's not that's not to be said. It just it really isn't, man. Oh man. And like, uh, <laughs> uh, what was, I got sidetracked here. Anyways, there's a whole montage of him, just the n-word, n-word, Edward only. He's not saying Edward. He's saying the actual word, and it reminded me of. Um, like, I got yelled at when I was in, when I was in like third grade and I went to this summer rec program. And the kids, the, the language that these kids used all the time was F this, F that. And I came home and I was just repeating it. But I was using, <laughs> I was using the excuse of like, I'm just repeat. oh, mom, dad, you don't believe what these kids say at the summer rec program. This kid was like, fuck, and then said fuck, and then fuck, fuck. And they're like, And then finally, they're like, stop it. I know what you're doing. You're doing this just because you want to be able to hear yourself say the F word. Stop. I don't care. If you need to tell me this, you just say the word, say F word, not the actual F word. And I was like, oh, damn it. They caught on to me. (laughs) So when I hear Joe Rogan and he's like, oh, well, this one time and somebody said, and he says the N word. It's like, you just want to say that word because there's a, it's not like it was, if there was one instance or two which is still one or two too many, you could say, all right, he slipped. And he was, you know, in the, in the course of telling a story, he, he slipped and used that word. It's not, it's still not good, but you know, okay, well, we had a slip up. It's like 30 times at least over and over again. And like I said, even if he slipped one time and said it, that's still one time too many. You can't, you cannot say that word. For reasons that are quite obvious to most, or maybe not most, considering, I I don't know. Uh, anyway. So, Neil Young and all these artists. And the point being made, which to me is a fucking great point, is they're saying, you know, this is ridiculous. To Spotify, if you're going to... And yes, my podcast is on Spotify. Uh, (laughs) um... They're saying, listen, Spotify, you're, you're choosing a podcaster over artists whose works will be listened to forever. And that's a fact. Like Neil Young, do the kids today listen to Neil Young as much as the kids in the 60s and 70s were? No. But they're still listening. You go on there. He's got hundreds of millions of, of hits on his songs. People are still listening to Neil Young. They're always going to listen to Neil Young. Same with the Beatles. Same with Sinatra. I mean, it's just, that's, Bing Crosby will never go away if for nothing else that he has Christmas songs that will be played in perpetuity every December until long after his great, 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 great grandkids are gone. Like, truly. Joe Rogan has some dumb ideas that he spits into a microphone and then it's just, you forget it forever. It's done. It's just like sports talk. If you're listening to last, it's like reading the news. You're listening, you're reading last week's newspaper. I had a, on my paper delivery, there was a guy, everybody else would just cancel their newspaper for a week if they went on vacation. This guy would go away for a month and he would ask me to hold every one of his goddamn newspapers. And I'd have a stack, four or five weeks worth of newspapers that I have to bring over to Mr. Mueller. When he got back from his, and he was a nice guy nicest guy on the planet. I didn't mind. It was a little annoying, but he would he'd be back and he'd call me and
1: he'd be, "Hey, can you bring the papers over to me? It's Mr. Mueller. Can you bring me my papers?" I'd be like, "Yeah, sure, Mr. Mueller." Uh
0: <laughs> Yeah, so anyway. Um anyway mr Mueller, yeah
1: hey can you bring me my papers it's mr Mueller. i'm back from vacation you can bring my papers over
0: he was such a sweet guy i really i I enjoy he was very not one of the nicest people on that whole there were some assholes i delivered newspapers to some nut jobs and then some just really like i didn't care i'm like mr Mueller. i'll hold your paper for the next 10 years i don't care you're a nice guy and be like ah great my papers you know i like to listen i like to come home I like to catch up on all the news I missed while I was gone. I was in Florida and I missed, you brought me all my papers. <laughs> I'm going to read all the, I'm like, are you, I remember one time I was like, you really read all this is,
1: I mean, there's, there's like, there's 20, 30 newspapers. You're going to read cover to cover. Like, don't you think if anything happened, it's like, if it's
0: really that big of a deal, they're still talking about it or you, you probably heard about it. Don't they have news in
1: Florida? Like, what are you looking for?
0: The obits. <laughs> like, oh, right, I got it. That's funny and sad because you're – he was quite old and now he's probably quite dead. Uh, <laughs> oh, poor Mr. Mueller.
1: Mr. Mueller. Hey, John, this is Mr. Mueller here. I'm back from vacation. You want to bring me my papers? I'd love to read my papers.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. What a sweet guy. Ugh childhood if I could just go back and be like
1: no you idiot nobody needs an MBA you stupid moron you're gonna go to Binghamton what the hell is wrong with you you jerk <laughs> you know not have film schools in sunny California stupid did you know that you could go there and actually learn something
0: oh boy maybe maybe I would say maybe they'll invent time travel, but don't you think if, they, if they're going to invent time travel in the future, wouldn't it have already been invented? And, like, is this th- – <laughs> I guess if time travel has been figured out, uh, they're not coming back to, to save me from my, my bad choices. <laughs> hey, we invented time travel. What should we do? Go tell Hopkins not to waste his time and money on an MBA. Okay, <laughs> that's our first stop. I was going to say kill Hitler, but okay, let's go tell Hopkins. Anyway. <laughs> so so this fucking, this Rogan, you know, he's like, uh, he's just, he's, he's huge. He's hugely popular. And it is, it's a cult-like following. Because if you say things that your average kind of like basement-dwelling turd thinks, then they're going to, they're going to pounce all over that. That's why, like, I mean, it's the whole like MAGA thing and the Rogan thing and all this. It's like, wow, is this. I think these seeds were planted with professional wrestling back in the 80s <laughs> and especially in the 90s, more the 90s than the 80s, but yeah, in the 80s. I mean, even long before the 80s, but like just how, how xenophobic and, you know, kind of, kind of sexist wrestling was. It was, you know, it's just those it white All-American dudes with the big muscles winning the big championship and uh, against the evil foreigners, those evil those evil Middle Easterners or the Japanese 40, 50 years after World War II, we're still fighting the Japanese in WWF world in the 90s. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, no wonder why. No wonder why there's so many fucking racists. Anybody who watched wrestling was told that like minorities and, and foreigners are terrible and they're evil and they're they're coming to win the championships away from you and to spit on your flag. <laughs> and now like you have the the manifestation of all of that. And it's like a combination of Trump's presidency and Joe Rogan's podcast. And it's just it's just more of that kind of bottom feeding, just like loser talk. It's loser talk is what it is, you know. Just just feeding uh feeding stoking the flames of hatred and bigotry and stuff and it's just incredible. So, and here I am doing uh exactly what I shouldn't be doing, which is giving attention to this uh you know, I should be uh, just turning away and <laughs> just turning away and not uh not engaging in any way, not giving him any attention, but here I am cuz I You know what? I'm just one of those assholes who has to walk around and talk about stuff, too. I
1: listen to my opinion, too, guys. (laughs) Won't somebody finally listen to the white man? Won't somebody finally listen to
0: 18 to 50 year old white males for a change? Oh, my God. That's what that's what's been missing from the podcast market. A 40 fucking something year old white guy. <laughs> talking about bullshit yeah so there you go you got it. but it is but as I was saying though it's like okay whatever Joe Rogan's talking about is it comes and it goes I mean the the, 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 the the undertones and themes are that's what's going to stay because he's you know Oh, have you even listened to an episode Well, what do I need to listen to I've heard the clips. Do I, I need context? Oh, I need more context for Rogan. Um, you know, t- make, saying derogatory things about trans people. Do I need more context? Having the so-called doctors on to discuss how trans people are inferior in some way, to discuss how, yeah, how certain races have a proclivity to violent tendencies versus others, genetically predisposed to acting i mean give me a fucking break i've i've seen all i need and just the notion that i'm going to go and listen to his podcast for even a second why would i listen to somebody who's not entertaining that's the thing you already know if you watch news radio or you've watched fear factor or you've watched i guess he has stand-up i can only imagine what that sounds like you you we've known for 25 years plus that he's been on our television in some way, we know that Joe Rogan is not an entertaining person. He's not interesting. He's not even fun. He's just, like, there. He's just this lump who's just there. Like, that's enough to know, like, yeah, I don't care what he says on a podcast. Just like me, I'm just some lump who's just been there, and, like, uh, not every most people don't want to hear what I have to say on a podcast. I know I don't want to hear what Joe Rogan has to say on a podcast. That's enough. Oh, you've never listened. Yeah. And I never will. I've heard everything I need to hear. Meanwhile, literally days, hours before, Neil Young pulled all of his uh, work, all of his music off of Spotify, I started making a Spotify playlist called Best of All Time. The songs that are my best of all time songs. If something pops into my head and I say, oh, God, I love that song, it goes into this playlist. It's anything, from anyone, from any decade, at any time, that I just l- love. You know? Aha, take on me. Maybe, probably my favorite song of all time. That's on there. F- Frank Sinatra. God, there's a thousand, th- there's so many Frank Sinatra songs, I might have to delete a few. Uh, You know, whatever, you name it, right? Um. Johnny Cash, there's you know, there's a bunch of stuff. Thunderstruck by AC/DC, one of the fucking greatest songs ever. I love that. I'm not an AC/DC. I'm never going to their concert. I love that song. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, there's some hip hop. And then there's, there's a bunch of you know the Humpty dances on there. And then you've got you got the Killers. And then you got White Lies. And you got the Editors. And you got I don't even know. We got but you know what the very first song is? And the the very first song that I added that I said, this is such a, this is just one of the greatest songs of all time. I need to add this to a playlist. I don't even know what the playlist is going to be. And I added it and I said, it'll just be the best songs ever. I'm just adding, it's going to have Radiohead. It's going to have, it's going to have everything. It's going to have the Beatles. It's going to have all my favorites. And it's a song, it's a playlist that's just called Best of All Time that I started <laughs> I don't know, three weeks ago, lying in bed after some taffy. <laughs> and the song is called Harvest Moon by Neil Young. Cause I was, I was like, oh, I, I wanna hear that song. I haven't heard that song in a while. I'm gonna add that. song. I'm listening to it. I'm like, God, is this a fucking great song? It might have been on a show we were watching or something. I don't even know. But uh, yeah. And so I added it, and that inspired me to just keep adding my favorite songs to this never ending playlist. And then that was like a Friday. That was like Saturday night. And then Monday, Neil Young's like, yeah, Joe Rogan's a piece of shit. I'm <laughs> enjoying my music now because in a day or two, it's going to be off Spotify as soon as I can get it off of there. And now it's gone. Now his whole catalog is gone. And you, you picked the wrong horse, Spotify. You really did. And then Joni Mitchell and India RE. And I'll admit I don't know much about her. Maybe I know her songs. I don't know Uh. And others, there's other, there's podcasters, people on Twitter be like, hey, look, I know I'm not making a dent. Nobody's subscribing to or canceling Spotify because of my podcast, but I'm going to, I'm pulling my podcast off spot. It was somebody I saw on Twitter. It was like a few of those, just not like super popular, but popular enough. I'm, you know, listen, let's just admit right now. I'm not pulling my podcast off of Spotify because I need all the listeners I can get. Uh, so I'm a hypocrite. I, whatever, um. But man, oh man, I it does make you it does make you say I I hope, even though I don't want more artists to pull their stuff off Spotify because I want to be able to listen to everything, I also, you know, a turd like Joe Rogan can get a hundred million dollars, and then these artists who have been around for decades whose music is timeless, whose works belong in a museum, uh, are. Spotify is like, yep, you can go, as long as we get to keep Rogan. You think anybody's listening to Rogan? Uh, let's say 50 years from now. Is anybody listening to Joe Rogan's podcast? Is anybody listening to any radio show that didn't take place, like, today? And I know there's some cla- – There's I, look, there's classic bits. Howard Stern has some classic moments. The Howard channels on Sirius will probably be around forever. He'll negotiate something – That he's going to be paid a shit ton of money just to give them... Even if he never utters a word live on the air again, his shows and his channels will still be on there. As long as people keep listening to him, and they probably will. And he'll get paid a ton of money just for the rights to Sirius to have his stuff streaming on there. You know, playing on their stations. But other than that, other than a handful of shows, like... Is there anything... You know, some some legendary interviews, I'm sure. Some legendary bits here and there on some shows. But, like, is anybody really listening to that? You listen to a podcast, it's over. You move on. You listen to songs forever. So to be like, oh, man. Yeah, Neil Young, we need you to, yeah, you can pack your things. You can go. We got Rogan. We're good. I don't know. Bad, bad move, in my opinion. Because I think Rogan will be forgotten. You know, certainly in fifty years' time, I fucking hope so, good God, I hope so, but you know what he'll they'll probably uh but you think about it too what what would happen if they kicked Rogan off Spotify? People don't think f- far enough ahead past what's in front of their eyes. You know what's gonna happen if Rogan gets kicked off Spotify he becomes an even he becomes a martyr, he becomes an even bigger you know he he died for your sins <laughs> or whatever I don't know. He's gonna get he gets kicked off Spotify, and now everybody says, oh, man, cancel! Call. The woke mob got him with their with their desire to have people uh, not be treated unfairly or talked down to because of their gender or because of uh, the color of their skin." The woke mob got him again, and they canceled him, and uh, and then he'll fucking become the next president. <laughs> And I mean, truly, he'll run, he could run on that kind of platform and say, look, I'm running the constant, just the same shit that they repeat over and over again, blah, 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 constitution, blah, 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 freedom of speech, blah, 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 rights as an American, blah, 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 liberties, blah, 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 medical choice, blah, 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 tyranny, blah, 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 I'm oppressed, blah, 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 cancel culture. And he'll fucking, he'll clean up crazy it's crazy so i almost don't want him to be taken off spotify just because he'll it's like a hydra and i swear to christ these fucking these numbskulls are it's like a it's like an imbecilic hydra you chop off one head and uh, three more grow in its place you just can't stop it you can't stop the the stupid train try as you might the only way to stop the stupid train is by education. And when you have the stupid train throwing books into a fire, burning books and banning books from libraries and not being allowed having parental choice in whether or not they want their their white kids to learn about racism. It's like, yeah, we're fucking doomed. We're doomed on a Monday <laughs> and a Tuesday and a Wednesday. Uh but look it's snowing a little bit
1: isn't that fun
0: Uh, we have the depressing snow the mountains have that beautiful mountain snow i I had to remember what the good snow is like when we went up to the mountains the other day so we haven't had that here and i don't remember the last time where the snow just sticks to the trees and everything and it just looks like a winter wonderland it just doesn't That shit's just not happening and so you have to go up to the mountains And now the snow's falling, and it's just like it's that kind of snowfall that you would see, like in a movie about people who are just like down on their luck and their car won't start. It's that kind of snow that we have. (laughs) Not that good mountain snow that they get up there, covers the trees, all pretty. We got that white trash snow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. There's a guy, is that the guy who won? Is His, his name's pronounced Hoagie, the, the golf yesterday, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Guy won the golf. His name's Hoagie. I can get behind it. I can get behind a name like Hoagie. Look at this. Look at the fucking houses. Holy schmoly. Look at that. My God. That's not bad, man. Whatever they're doing, it's nice work if you can get it. I hate to sound like that guy who's just like, "Look at that! Look at how opulent!" But man, it's not too shabby. Uh, anyway, golf. Yeah, I was looking at. Uh, I don't know what happened. I got Instagram. There's a local, the country club, here in in town, and it's a nice place. It's 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 actually, you know. Eh, my town is relatively flat i mean flat by northeast standards that's not to say there aren't steep hills and things like that but there's not much in the way of mountains in the in the immediate area um but this place is pretty hilly and it looks like i mean it's called sky meadow and they have lovely views of the of the horizon and you can see some of the mountains and things in the background it's just really pretty and i follow i guess i follow their instagram i didn't even realize and I was looking at it, and I'm kind of like, man, that'd be nice, that'd be nice. And I start to think, it's like, do I, would I ever do that? Like, I, I've never belonged to a country club. I, you know, my parents did when I was a kid, and I would go and I'd hit balls and I'd play around at golf with my dad and my grandpa, and uh, you know, I was on had the tennis lessons and the swim team, and you know we had you have to pay a minimum on your food every so you have to go out to eat there which was gross like oh no we have to go have a fine dining experience once a month at the edison club oh no man oh great another sunday dinner at this beautiful white tablecloth restaurant with this delicious food oh that sucks and we'd have event you know we had my my grandmother birthday party or something there when i don't know what she turned 75 maybe 70 75 i don't know what year but uh we had a big you know to do for her my dad we had a surprise birthday when he turned 50 and everybody was there for that it's a great place um this sky meadow is not it ain't the edison club uh it's not quite it's not quite on that level for sure but it's, uh, you know, I'm looking, they got they got 18 holes, and they have a heated pool, and they have, uh, you know, a couple nice restaurants, they have the nice tavern, they have the, and then they have the more fancy, you know, the tavern where you get the sandwiches and burgers and things, and then a more fancy uh, dining experience. Um, and I'm like, God, that'd be kind of nice. And I, and from what I understand, I mean, nobody's into golf anymore, so I think they're I could be wrong. I feel like they're giving away memberships practically to these places because once the – man, once the boomers are gone, you know the generation – the the greatest generation, they're not playing golf anymore. I'm sure there's like six – I'm sure there's like six or seven people over the age of 90 who are still in really great shape and they're World War II veterans and they're out playing golf right as we speak somewhere in Palm Springs or Orlando or something. Uh, but as a generation, yeah, they're not golfing anymore. When I was growing up in the eighties and nineties, that's who was out teeing off with the old guys, the old world war II vets and people, my grandpa's age. And then it was a lot of, a lot of baby boomers cause they grew up on golf and playing golf and stuff. And it's not so much a thing that my generation does in not in the large populations like the previous generations did. So I think in a lot of ways, I think they I think you can get a pretty good deal on these memberships. So I'm, I'm so very curious. It's not going to happen anytime soon. I've got other, other things that f- far uh, exceed the importance of a golf cl- membership. But I also have to ask myself, do I actually? Because I do this. I do this every t- ten years or so. Every like thirteen years. Really is it's every thirteen years. I golfed for three or four years in the '90s. In 1995, I tried out for the, the first-ever school golf team at my high school. It was the first year, and I didn't make the team because I had, oh, boy, did I have some bad rounds of golf. It was like, oh, my God. Some really – and then on the very last day, it was a thunderstorm, and I played one of the best games of golf I've ever played. It was a phenomenal. I was just like – because I didn't feel any – it was like pouring rain. I'm wet. I I'm like, ah, who gives a shit? Let's just see what happens, and I played a great round. But it was too little, too late. Didn't make the team. Oh, well. And then I was done. I never played golf. I didn't play golf until 2008. 13 years later, I went out and I played played golf with a buddy at work and his son. And I said, this is fun. I like this. This is okay. You know, in those 13 years, I would occasionally go to the driving range and hit balls. And that's about it. And then in 2008, I started playing at the little, you know, the bullshit, the municipal fucking, you know, jean shorts golf course, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, we'd get put behind the same four assholes every week at the same time. Like, oh, Christ. These-? And they'd stand there and they'd line up their putt for an hour and a half on the green. And then they'd miss it by 50 feet. And they line it up and he'd get on his. I'm like, you fucking suck. You don't have to do that. Just hit the goddamn ball. Chances are it's going to be at least as good, if not better, than lining up your stupid shot, you moron. You fuck. You fuck you. Uh, but it was fun. It was just like, oh, this is cool. It's just, you know, you just show up and there's a million people waiting to play, which is kind of annoying. And then they put you on one of the, like, okay, you're on the white, the white course or the red course or the green, whatever. <clears throat> and uh, it was good fun. And then I'd go to good old Eagle Crest. Right there in, in uh, whatever, Jonesville. I don't know what the actual, Rexford, Jonesville. I call I call everything outside, of I call it all Clifton Park, but I don't know. Uh, I loved. oh my God. There was one day on a Saturday morning, I met my buddy Steve and his son Joe from work, and we golfed at like 7, we had at like a 6.30 or 7 a.m. tea time at Eagle Crest, formerly Northway Heights, And it was—I can't remember a more spectacularly beautiful day. Just everything—the fucking the colors. It was full foliage, blue skies as far as the eye could see. Cool, crisp. Oh, but it was not cold. But oh my god, it was like this is what you kill to have this kind of this kind of temperature and uh, this kind of condition for golf. And I was just this is so happy. This is so nice. And then I, and then I lost interest in golf because (laughs) sometimes, sometimes you, you find interest in something and then it can be ruined, you know, by your own, by your own doings and just, you know, listening to, you get, you get a, a million voices in your head telling you how to do something and then you can't do it at all. And it just, you break down and you're like, I can't, can't do it anymore. And then I said, I'm done. And two years later, I was done. I think 2010, I played a round of golf with Steve and his son right before I moved to Florida. And uh, that was it. Lived in Florida for two years. Didn't touch my golf clubs. Lived in North Carolina. Lived on a golf course (laughs) in North Carolina (laughs) for three years. Never once. Didn't even, I, I think... I think I, one time I might have joined my
1: – I
0: want to say I went and hit some balls. I don't even know if that's true. I might have just gone over when my dad was hitting balls and just watched him or something. Yeah, I haven't – I can't remember the last time. I, 2010 was basically the last time I swung a golf club. I guess 2014 in, my, uh, in my, uh, my ice bucket challenge video when I was standing on the tee and I hit the ball. And of course, I was deliberately trying to hit a terrible shot, and I hit a perfect shot right down the middle. I had to do, I had to do, an, I had to do multiple takes because I was trying to, I was trying to, you know, slice the thing or something, and I kept hitting these great shots off the tee. And uh, yeah, but that's it. That's it. And then sometimes I think like that's a that's a fun way to spend a day. And if like my kids wanted to go out, and as long as I could do it and not have to be good. That's I guess that's my one concern. Like you you can go to the little municipal thing and you can hit balls all day. You can you can go out there and just, you know, bang around. Nobody cares cuz everybody stinks. Cuz the people are playing at municipal like they're not good at golf. There's a few, but the, for the most part there's not many good golfers at the little, you know, the the town golf thing. They're they're okay. So you're going to get stuck behind terrible golfers, and you're going to have terrible golfers behind you, and you're just going to play the best you can, and nobody cares. But at a country club, I, I want to say, like, hey, you guys good with me? Like, I haven't actually played golf in, uh, like, 12 years, and I was pretty good at various times in my life, but I have no idea what that looks like now. I'm fatter than I was then. Uh, I'm stiffer in general. My... My neck and back and legs are kind of stiff, so I don't know what kind of—I don't know what I'm gonna get some yoga. You guys offer yoga classes, so I can stretch a little bit better and be limber to get out in the. You know, if they don't care, because they hype it up like, listen, that's that's the perk of the private membership. They don't let everybody in. You know, sometimes you're on a waiting list. Sometimes it goes. My parents were on a waiting list to get into the Edison Club. I doubt that that's the case today. They had to be sponsored. They had, you know, my grandparents had to sponsor them and say, yep, this is, I can vouch for old old son-in-law here. My daughter getting their club membership. And it, they had to go through this whole, like, it was like, I, I feel like it was like a, an evaluation process. Like this whole thing just to get into this club and play fucking golf and tennis and and then just pay a shit ton of money <laughs> to get to do that. And I, I feel like nowadays it's not quite that. I mean, yeah, if I wanted to join Augusta, um, probably. Um, I'm not joining. Nobody's letting me into Augusta, <laughs> so I get that. But I mean, most most places that are not that that are not regular stops on the PGA Tour, uh, I think, I think you could probably get in pretty easily. I think. So I am curious. But I don't want to fill out the thing. You know, you can fill out a little form online, and they, you know, they send you information. And I'm like, I don't want to be, I don't want to have a call and have to like go through the whole thing. But you know, maybe if I play hard to get, they, they maybe they give me some great deal. You never know, because honestly, I don't even know how much golf I would play. I just know I see like, ooh, heated pool. I like that, because I'm never going back to that YMCA piece of shit pool. Uh, the pool here is pretty disgusting, but it 's a pool, but it ain 't heated so to have access to a heated pool all summer long and one that 's probably not going to be jam packed with people it's kind of that 's enticing and then to have access to to restaurants that nobody else is going to that's that 's really enticing because <laughs> i love look i I talk about this and you know I love exclusivity I love it. I love being <laughs> – there aren't, there aren't many clubs of which I am the sole member, but I love the notion of just being one of a small handful who are enjoying the benefits of something really nice. I like that idea. I really like that idea. I'm, I'm wired that way, and perhaps <laughs> perhaps it was my country club upbringing that has helped, <laughs> this helped perpetuate those feelings. But, man, I'll be goddamned. It was uh, those were good times at that Edison Club, and I'll tell you, I was talking to the kids the other night. I said the big highlight for me, uh, that was a, I think it was a twenty seven hole course, uh, maybe, th- mm, I don't think it's thirty six, I think it's twenty seven. Edison Club out there in Rexford, and uh, what's great is you get to you get to the turn. I want to say it was after like the fourth or fifth hole but maybe it was after nine holes either way you get you get to the turn and and there it is I think it's every I think it's every four or five I think if you play like one through four or one through five then before you go to six you hit the turn and you can go and then if you're playing like nine to eighteen I think I think t- after yeah eleven or twelve or thirteen or something you you know that kind of thing. So they split it up and and it's just a big uh, you know snack shack, the snack bar, and you get there, and oh man, I- I'll tell you, there's no there's no tastier hot dog and bag of chips, and can of sprite that I've ever had that tasted as good as after being out in the July dreadful summer heat with pants on and a tucked in fucking shirt hitting balls go walking, walk and and oh and with my we couldn't take a cart because my dad yeah i was like no we're walking asshole i loved going golfing with my grandparents because they're like oh yeah you bet your ass we're getting a cart <laughs> i was like
1: yes oh thank god
0: if I was out with my dad, my dad, and my dad didn't even have a thing that he would, you know, a lot of people have the bag that's on the wheels, and they carry it, they pull it behind them. Nowadays, you have the one that's just like a, it's a sensor, and you don't even need to, it's, it's, you don't even need to push it or pull it, it just, it senses where you are, and it moves in front of you. Um, There's all kinds of crazy things. My dad had those, that giant, those humongous golf bags, and he would just be carrying that son of a bitch. So guess what? I had to carry my clubs. So we're playing 18 holes of golf in the middle of the sun, middle of the summer, and I'm just drenched. I'm drenched. I'm dying. I'm dying, I tell you. And then we get to that crossover, the turn, the turn, whatever it's called. And there it is in the shade under the trees. All roads converge <laughs> at the snack shack. And there I am getting my, my – I would get two hot dogs. No wonder why I'm so fat. You can't eat two hot dogs if you're not walking the golf course. That's my problem. I picked up all these habits when I was actually in shape. And then I kept those habits and dropped the in-shape part. And so now I'm just fat. But man, after after burning all thousands of calories, sweating through the sun, sun beating down middle of the afternoon, and then you get to oh, it's like an oasis. There it is. Oh, and there's an awning, and you can just stand under the shade and you can feel a little bit of the fan. You know they're nice and cool. It may have even had an AC unit. I don't remember. But then you get the, oh two hot dogs and a bag of chips and a Sprite. Life is good. And this Sky Meadow, I looked up in Nashua, and they have, they have a snack bar out in the middle of their, uh, their, their holes as well. I'm like, hmm. all right, hot dogs, burgers, sandwiches, maybe, maybe. All right. I got to go what I don't golf Joe Rogan who you never know what's going to happen here on the birthday boy podcast go to birthdayboyshop.com get merch and we'll talk to you next time later gators